live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Monday, September 11th, 2023. I'm Gianna Volpe. 22 years ago, suicidal terrorists plotting with the Islamic extremist group Al-Qaeda flew two hijacked jetliners into the World Trade Center's Twin Towers, killing themselves in 2,753 victims at that New York City location. Commemorating those who died 22 years ago today and the collapse of the towers, the town of Riverhead this morning will hold a prayer ceremony at 10 a.m. at its World Trade Center Memorial Park at the corner of Riley and Edwards Avenue. As reported by Beth Young in East End Beacon, the Southhold Town 9-11 Memorial Committee will hold their remembrance ceremony this evening at 6 o'clock in Gene Cochran Park on Peconic Lane in Peconic. Riverhead's Sound Park Heights Association's annual 9-11 vigil will start at 6 o'clock as well this evening with a memorial procession beginning at Marine Street in Reeves Park and concluding at the memorial at the intersection of Park Road and Sound Avenue. East Hampton Town Chiefs Association will hold their annual ceremony at Hook Mill Green tonight, also 6 o'clock, and the Flanders Fire Department holds their annual 9-11 memorial service at Fireman's Memorial Park, 1459 Flanders Road at 7 p.m. Nearly one in five of the dead on September 11, 2001, were Long Islanders, about two-thirds from Nassau County and a third from Suffolk. Hundreds more died when the third plane crashed into the Pentagon outside Washington, D.C., and Flight 93 crashed into a field in Pennsylvania, bringing the overall toll to 2,977. Two of the 44 aboard the fourth plane, Flight 93, were Long Islanders, including a passenger originally from Sag Harbor, Linda Gronland. At the World Trade Center ceremony, the 9-11 victims' names plus the names of those who were killed in the first World Trade Center attack on February 26, 1993, will be read. The 19 attackers' names will not, according to museum spokesperson Haley Ortiz. Matthew Che is reporting on Newsday.com that the average age of the victims who died in the World Trade Center uh, on 9-11 were uh, 39 years old, according to a study by the CDC. More than three out of four of the victims were male. The rest were female. The victims ranged in age from toddlers to adults over 85. In the decades since 9-11, thousands of first responders, laborers, workers, volunteers, and others who were at the site have died of illnesses blamed on t- airborne toxins and hailed at ground zero during the months after the attacks. About 30% of those dead are Long Islanders, according to John Feel, a first uh, responder from Neconset who lost half of his left foot after working to clear the rubble. More than 20 years after September 11th, the volume of Research on responders and survivors is substantial and growing, yielding sometimes unexpected, potentially powerful revelations about the long-term physical and mental 
effects of exposure to disaster. Nicholas Spangler reporting on Newsday.com that PubMed, an electronic database of the National Library of Medicine, lists roughly 1,300 scientific papers about the World Trade Center, with close to 60 published in the last year. The latest papers examine links between exposure to what doctors have called the toxic cocktail of gas and dust at ground zero and cancer, pulmonary and cardiovascular conditions, along with trends in substance use and post-traumatic stress. Again, today is the 22nd anniversary of those attacks, and Dr. Benjamin Luft, Director and Principal Investigator of the Stony Brook World Trade Center Wellness Program, said there are so many questions still out there. Adding, think of the number of toxicants that were at the World Trade Center site. About 70 were identified, which is huge. Some of these are extremely potent agents that affect multiple systems. These are agents that affect both the development of cancer, autoimmune disease, neurodegenerative processes. End quote. The tens of thousands of participants in Stony Brook's program and four similar programs in New York City and New Jersey may not follow the minutiae of every new study, but some keep themselves broadly informed, interested in their own health and the fate of others who served with them. Carol Pockner, retired uh, NYPD officer from Miller Place, has visited the Stony Brook Clinic and participated in its research uh, almost since it's, it opened. She said, a multi-sport athlete before the attacks, Pockner was helping civilians to safety when one of the towers collapsed. She crawled out of the rubble after multiple surgeries. She lives with blood cancer, sinusitis, PTSD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and back issues. If the research can, quote, help in the future with different illnesses, if they can change something to help someone, like medication or how to handle a particular situation, anything that's going to help someone, that's why I do it, she said. Joining us at the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour will be musician Pete Mancini, whose father is one of such survivors from the event. And we've wrapped our playlist around his song, Sirens and Ashes. Remember, six moments of silence, each hearkened by the tolling of a bell, punctuate the annual ceremony to mark 9-11's 22nd anniversary this morning in Lower Manhattan. Matthew Chase, again, reporting on Newsday.com that Representative family members of the dead will, as at ceremonies past, devote close to five hours to reciting victims' names, 2,983 of them, pausing just before the moment in 2001 when each of the World Trade Center towers were hit. It's 8.46 a.m., the North Tower, 9.03, the South, and when each fell, it's 9.59 a.m., the South Tower, and 1028 for the North, as well as the times of the attacks on the Pentagon, 937 a.m., and the crash of United Flight 93, 10.03 a.m. The ceremony held on the Memorial Plaza, the National September 11th Memorial and Museum, beginning at 8.30, is one of several scheduled in the days leading up to and on the anniversary. And now the weather. At Ground Zero, 
A chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 3 p.m., mostly cloudy. Otherwise, today with a high near 81 degrees, north wind around 5 miles per hour becoming light and variable. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 9 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 9 p.m. and midnight. Mostly cloudy otherwise with a low around 69 degrees. Southeast wind around 6 miles per hour becoming northwest after midnight. Right now it's 75 degrees. I'm Gianna Volpe. We've got the Weepies, the Grey Havens, and Woodlock before Imagine Dragons. And the String Cheese Incident, Pearl Jam on deck after that. But first, this is Kaylee Morg right here on the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 on WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love.
right. These are different kinds of sirens uh, in these next Here two tracks. Remains of a ship that sailed but I'm going to still play them. Close to the storm. These are the Weepies on WLIWFM. I hear their voices, sirens singing in the street. I thought they might be calling out for you, for me. I hear their voices, sirens calling out emergency for you.
One taste of the sound from the sirens in the water And I'm thinking I should get out The sharpest sword and suit of armor So I can be ready to strike But I pause one more time One last taste of the sound Then I'll cut these sirens down But as they sang I forgot they were death So I brought them my heart to be filled And I followed them No trace could I find of any joy The sirens promised they had found a way with the light To turn what's good and should be wanted Into what is highest above All desires and loves Till my heart would obey Whatever it wants, whatever it takes Set free, only bound to the sea where the sirens are leading me on. Grey Havens and Woodlock, music from all decades and genres, here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
listening to the sirens and ashes edition of the heart of the east end morning and midnight show on the 22nd anniversary of 9/11 here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station WLIWFM Sometimes I get a little bit scared at night I get a little preoccupied 
The last three tracks in a row were from 2015. That one was from 2022. This is a little string cheese incident. Going back to 2003 for this one. Hopping forward a decade for Pearl Jam next. On WLIWFM.
hear the sirens, hear the sirens, hear the sirens, hear the circus so profound.
Jam Sirens from their 2013 record Lightning Bolt on this morning's Sirens and Ashes edition of the Heart uh, Morning and Midnight Show, all wrapped around Pete Mancini's Sirens and Ashes. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the next hour, our 22nd 9-11 anniversary edition of the Heart on Long Island's only local NPR radio station W. L-I-W-F-M. Here's Mia Giovina's Sirens single from 2021 on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut. 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County. Streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Mia Giovina. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. If I make it out to New York, will I miss the sunset drive? I'm not growing up is still for me But I've never been the type to fall in line They knocked down the old grocery store I write this song? Dream, so I could fit in neighborhoods 
don't know how old I was when I said New Jersey was like the best punch in the face of your life. Ah. Lots of love, NJ. All right, so I didn't put Cher's sirens on the playlist, but I did put Cher Lloyd's sirens from the Sorry I'm Late record of 2014. Monolink on deck. I carry the weight of you in my heavy heart. A little electronica in your near listening future. And the wind is so icy. I am the show that gives you music from all decades and genres. I carry the weight of you heading back to start. And interviews with folks from all walks of life. It's the heart of this WLIWFM.
Taking you into the NPR news break with the letter M. This is Monolink. We've got Maya Manzer on deck. I wanna be thrown into on WLIWFM. that flow through you. I wanna be thrown into your tide. I wanna become like you. Move the way you do I wanna be thrown into you and go wild Sirens flicker around your head tonight You can see them calling for my silent hands to come Don't 
With Long Island local news on September 11th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer insists he is pressuring the White House to speed up migrant work permits and boost federal aid to combat New York City's asylum seeker crisis as some fed up New Yorkers claim the Senator and Representative Hakeem Jeffries have been lazy and nearly invisible on the issue. Quote, the record is very clear that I have been working at the highest levels, delivering funds for New York, and I'm still fighting for more. Schumer, the 72-year-old Senate Majority Leader, said in a statement to the New York Post yesterday, adding, I've publicly pushed the administration to accelerate and expand work authorization so that immigrants can support themselves and have Uh, repeatedly communicated this to the White House as recent as this past week. The senior senior Democrat from New York added, Schumer insisted on Sunday he hadn't been silent on the growing crisis, pointing to an appearance at the state fair in Syracuse last month when he vowed that streamlining the process to allow migrants to get jobs quicker was his top priority. As reported in the New York Post, Senator Schumer also helped New York City secure 104 $0.6 million in grant funding from FEMA in June to cover migrant expenses. But some critics say that money is a drop in the bucket compared to the $12 billion that New York City Mayor Adams uh, predicts the crisis will cost the Big Apple over the next three years. On Saturday, while voicing appreciation for Senator Schumer's efforts, Mayor Adams said, quote, this is a national crisis and we're going to need national leadership to address it. In other news, the Central Pine Barrens Commission's Wildfire Task Force will host the 26th annual New York Wildfire and Incident Management Training Academy from October 19th through the 29th at Brookhaven National Laboratory. Beth Young reporting in East End Beacon that this is a great way to get local training on nationally standardized courses in wildland firefighting. The registration deadline, September 30th, quote, studies of wildland fire risk in New York State have found that the Central Pine Barrens region is the most at-risk area for fires with the potential to impact communities. That's Central Pine Barrens Commission Executive Director Judy Jacobson, who added, because of this, the Academy, in coordination with its partners at the Suffolk County Fire Academy and Suffolk County Fire Rescue and Emergency Services offers courses that directly relate to the risks Long Island volunteer firefighters face. And quote, to register, view descriptions of all classes offered or learn more about the Academy, you can go to nywima.com. Class registrations must be received by the close of business Saturday, September 30th. Uh, registrations after that date will incur a late fee. Email the Academy at nywima at pb.state. Dot .ny.us or call directly at 631-218-1195 for uh, any questions you may have. Uh, visiting with our friends and neighbors in the Shinnecock Territory, Lance Gums, a former uh, tribal trustee, is leading a coalition of tribes from the east and west coasts of the United States raising questions about how the Fed reviews and approves offshore wind farms and are demanding more of a voice and a cut of the financial benefits in the process. 
Gums, uh, vice president of the National Congress of American Indians, said, quote, there's a real disconnect between what the White House is saying, what the Department of the Interior is saying, and what the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management is doing. Michael Wright reporting on 27East.com that earlier this year, the coalition organized by Gums called for a moratorium on wind farm approvals in areas that could impact Native peoples until more can be done to flesh out the potential negative impacts of construction on the environment, on marine mammals, and on tribes that depend on the sea and marine life for their livelihoods or tribal economies. With just five turbines currently online along the entire East Coast and two wind farms under construction, including South Fork Wind off Montauk, which will connect to land in Wainscott, the tribes are worried that there are potential impacts being glossed over or ignored in the haste of getting more projects through the approval process. Wind farm development dozens of miles away could have negative fallout for coastal tribes like the Shinnecock. Gums said, quote, we're not opposed to wind farms, but they're rushing these things through and we're being left out, Gums said, adding this has the ability to affect our livelihoods. They stole land from us, but no tribe has relinquished its water rights. We have every right to be included in these negotiations, including the funding, so we can make informed decisions. End quote. And finally, 22 years ago, suicidal terrorists plotting with the Islamic extremist group Al-Qaeda flew two hijacked jetliners into the World Trade Center's Twin Towers, killing themselves and 2,753 victims at that New York City location. The town of Riverhead this morning is holding a prayer ceremony at its World Trade Center Memorial Park at the corner of Riley and Edwards Avenue right now to commemorate those who died 22 years ago today and the collapse of the Twin Towers. As reported by Beth Young and East End Beacon, the South Old Town 9-11 Memorial Committee will hold their remembrance ceremony uh, this evening at 6 o'clock p.m. in Gene Cochran Park on Peconic Lane in Peconic. Uh, Riverhead's Sound Park Heights Association's annual vigil will start at that time as well with the memorial pres- uh, procession beginning at Marine Park in Reeves or Marine Street in Reeves Park and concluding at the memorial at the intersection of Park Road and Sound Avenue. Meanwhile, at six, the East Hampton Town Chiefs Association will be holding their annual ceremony at Hook Mill Green and the Flanders Fire Department holds their annual memorial service at Fireman's Memorial Park at 1459 Flanders Road at seven o'clock. Nearly one in five of the dead on September 11, 2001, were Long Islanders, about two-thirds from Nassau County and a third from Suffolk. Hundreds more died when the third plane crashed into the Pentagon outside Washington, D.C., and Flight 93 crashed into a field in Pennsylvania, bringing the overall toll to 2,977. Two of the 44 aboard the fourth plane, Flight 93, were Long Islanders, including a passenger originally from SAG, Linda Gronland, at the World Trade Center ceremony, the 9-11 victims' names, plus the names of those who were killed in the first World Trade Center attack on February 26th, 1993, will be read. The 19 attackers' names will not, according to Museum spokesperson Haley Ortiz. Matthew Chase reporting on Newsday.com. 
that the average age of the victims who died in the World Trade Center attack in on 9-11 uh, was 39 years old, according to a study by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. More than three out of four of those victims were male. Uh, the victims ranged in age from toddlers to adults over 85. In the decades since, thousands of first responders, laborers, workers, volunteers, and others who were at the site have died of illnesses blamed on airborne toxins inhaled at ground zero during the months after the attacks. We'll be speaking with musician Pete Mancini, son of one such survivor from the event at the bottom of the hour, and we've wrapped our playlist around his song uh, from his 2023 record, Commonwealth Sessions, Volume 1, I think. Uh, Sirens and Ashes is the track from that record, and we'll be reading the weather for Ground Zero right now. A chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 3 p.m. on the anniversary of 9-11. Mostly cloudy otherwise with a high near 81 degrees light and variable wind becoming north around 5 miles per hour in the afternoon tonight. Showers Continuing to be likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 9 p.m., then that chance continues between 9 and midnight, mostly cloudy otherwise with a low near uh, 69 degrees. We're around there, southeast wind around 6 miles per hour, becoming northwest after midnight. Right now it's 76 degrees, a little authority zero kicking off this hour. Sirens from their 1234 record of 2007. The D-Lines, Matthew Barber, and if we've any time, David Bearwald on deck after that. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You're listening to the Morning and Midnight show that plays music from all decades and genres. It speaks to folks from all walks of life, all because of you. The listener supporter of WLIWFM, news you can trust. Music you love. Sirens in the streets under pressure. Whoa. Sirens in the streets under pressure. Whoa. Sirens in the streets under pressure. Pressure. Sirens in the streets under pressure.
Oh 
Evoking Matthew Barber's Sirens in the Night and David Bearwald's Sirens in the City in our back pocket as we lead into our Monday meditation on this morning's Heart of the East End, uh, underwritten by, oh, no one right now, which is fine, um, as we welcome on to our 9-11 anniversary edition of the Heart, Pete Mancini, who we just saw on, what was that, Friday night, Pete? Friday night, yeah. Right, right at the Southampton Arts Center. Uh, if you don't mind us just getting started this morning by talking about songwriters on the lawn, uh, I thought it was really a lovely event. Uh, how did you? How did you feel? I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I was uh, happy to, um, you know, see the big stage set up. The sound was great. You know, there's a lot of people there, and uh, it was just fun to hang with the uh, WLIW crew. So um, I had a great time. So did I. It was, the weather was, like, perfect. I couldn't, f- like, you You didn't feel hot. You didn't feel cold. It was, like, sort of like being in, like, you know, uh, a place where the, there is no weather. Yes. Yeah, it was the Goldilocks zone, just it right. It was. It was the Goldilocks. Do- and speaking of which, uh, I want to talk about what is what is the donut hole, uh, a la Mick Hargraves. <laughs> I feel like that's a Goldilocks zone of performance space within uh, timing of an event. What is this thing, and does it exist? So uh, the donut hole, yeah, and that's a uh, that's a Mick Hargraves term, uh, copyright. Uh, <laughs> copyright. That's basically on a three band bill. If you're playing in the middle, you don't you're not opening the show, you're not closing the show. The most people will be there for the middle band, right? Because you know everyone's fans from the beginning and the end will be there to see their their the band, peeps, and yeah. then and then uh, yeah, the person in the middle ends up getting the best slot, even though you know the coveted headline slot has you know those implications and uh, of you know oh yeah we're headlining, but no, it's the donut hole. It's the donut that is hole. the cool the cool spot to that, get that benefits from the most people watching in the audience. So I just want to say to the folks that left early, Oh my gosh, did you miss an amazing set uh, by not just Anna O'Rourke uh, and uh, Rochelle Rossi, but Delaney Hafner of the bell curves, mm-hmm. uh, totally rocking sets. I was very grateful to my partner for holding it down with our toddler so that we could stay for the whole thing. It was awesome to see you, as always, Pete. Uh, speaking to f- uh, about folks who have gotten to see you perform, uh, you played in Brooklyn last night? Yeah, we played in Brooklyn last night. Um, my band, The Hillside Airmen, uh, Delaney's band, The Bell Curves, and uh, my buddy Greg Klima from Boston, who is a great songwriter. And... Um, we had a great time, um, despite the rain and things that were working against us. But, uh, yeah, it was a great show at uh, Pete's Candy Store, which is one of my favorite venues to play up there. Not just because it's it's your candy store, right? What's your favorite kind, <laughs> what's your favorite kind of candy, Pete, or are you not a sweet tooth kind of person? Um, you know, uh, I, I love a good Almond Joy. Oh. Um, you know, and that was a more of a recent development, but it's a good... That's Humble I was gonna. I was gonna say that's something. Done, you know? As you as you mature in life, 
you you yeah. find the joy of the almond joy. It's one of those exactly. things. Exactly. It grows on you. <laughs> Sn- Snickers is wasted on the young. All right. So <laughs> so now speaking of the city, uh, obviously we're coming to um, the sadly big anniversary, uh, the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. And the last mm-hmm. time I had you in the WLIWFM studio, you know, we're, we're doing our Studio 51 session, and I was totally uh, gobsmacked to learn that your your father was a, a firefighter for the city? Uh, he he was a uh, EMT like first EMT. responder. So, um, he's retired now, but uh, yeah, he was at 9-11. And he was at the first World Trade Center bombing in the 90s. Um, oh. So he was there for both of those. Wow. Events. And what's your, and, father, um, your father's name? Uh, his name is also Pete, uh, Peter Mancini. So I guess I'm a junior. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, he, he was a paramedic supervisor for um, New York Presbyterian. And uh, he worked there for a number of years and, you know, Unfortunately, that coincided with uh, the events of today. And uh, right, yeah. So, did you did you grow up hearing stories from him as far as the the nineteen ninety three attack? I remember it happening, but Dad never really talked much about uh, you know the things he saw at work. And I know that you know EMTs in general they have to deal with a lot of different situations. Um, Sometimes they could be traumatic, yeah. but nothing on the level of what the first responders had to go through on, on 9-11, which right. was, you know, that they, those people who responded to that event that day saw things that, you know, no, no one should ever have to see, right. um, especially like, you know, on, in America, you know, they, they kind of had a similar experience to veterans returning from war right. and, um, I know that that really affected my dad, and uh, I know that he had undiagnosed PTSD from from that event. Oh, undoubtedly. Um, which affected him greatly, and uh, yeah, you know, today is kind of a, a solemn day of remembrance for me. Um, I can only remember my own experience, which was uh, it was my first week of high school, and uh, you know, you're you're getting your locker, you're kind of getting used to things, and then um, you know. Then uh, we had this moment where the um, principal of the school came on the, you know, loudspeaker and told us to all go into the cafeteria. None of us knew what was going on because there were no TVs. But then when we got home, it was like, oh, my God, you know, uh, uh, you know, what can you even say when you see something like that? Um, You know, I still to this day remember it vividly and, you know, just can't just can't describe what that what that felt like. Um, and I also can't believe it's been 22 years cause it feels like, you know, it just happened in a way. So right. it, it was an event that greatly affected, you know, the world as we know it, everything changed after that. Um, I think a lot of things that are happening today in, in our, you know, geopolitical kind of landscape were affected by it. Even if we, we don't really acknowledge that or talk about it. Um, I think it really, affected uh, you know a lot of things but personally 
on a personal level, I guess it would, it, it affected our family in a big way too, um, because of my dad. And, um, yeah, you know, I know that, uh, it, it's a hard thing to talk about a little bit, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's better to have the conversations rather than to not talk about it and memory hold them, like, which, which we all tend to do here in America. Um, I mean, if you look at the pandemic, you know, that's, that's kind of happening right now. We we tend to move on and not have those important conversations that we need to have. Stuff, um, so. it, stuff it down instead, which we all know is one of the least healthy ways to cope. Mm-hmm. Because then it, com- it comes back out at very inconvenient moments and often very unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, 9-11 was like a a crimping point of American history upon which so much, uh, so much stems. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it... Sorry, go ahead, Pete. No, 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 go ahead. Well, I I was going to ask, I was going to ask, and, you know, it's interesting because we we had very similar... um, it, it for me it was the first year and the first week of high school as well and i remember being surprised when i went to college in the midwest to learn that students out there were sh- were shown that they're uh they got to to watch it not like they got to but that was definitely something that i don't know if many High schools like ours in the surrounding areas of the city were shown that because so many of our parents were there in the city, like your father was. When did mm-hmm. you find out? Uh, you know, what was it like for you that day? Did you did you uh, always know that you didn't you didn't lose your father, or you know, was there a question? Because I imagine he was unbelievably busy saving lives Uh, what was that day like for you well the interesting thing about it was is you know again like when when they told us what had happened and we all went down into the cafeteria i remember you know none of we were like what do you think's going on we were just kind of speculating someone said that they had heard a plane had hit the twin towers and we thought i thought it was like a a Cessna or a small, well, you and, plane. and you and you like our. I remember our French teacher saying to us, "This has happened before, Allah, nineteen ninety three, and not to mm-hmm. worry." So was yeah. was it similar? Were you thinking, "Oh, well, you know, Dad went through this already once before." Well, what what was happening was, you know, we were like, "Oh, maybe it was a small plane, maybe right. it was an accident," right. and then, you know. When we got home, um, we had seen what really happened, and it was kind of, it was, again, it was just crazy. But, you know, at first, I didn't put two and two together that my dad was there. Mm. And I realized that later, after I had seen, you know, the TV, what was going on. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty crazy. And uh, I remember, you know, he, he came home. But um, a lot of his colleagues didn't. And, you know, I have this memory of him, you know, sitting in his chair at the end of the day, just like, you know, how do you even process right. an event like that? 
you know, the, the, the sad thing is you don't, right. you know, that, that kind of thing, it's unexplainable and it's, it, you know, it's, it's just, it stays again, just such a insane thing to have to live through. So yeah, uh, that, that day will forever be, you know, just etched in my mind as, as kind of a turning point um, in my life and in the entire world. And, you know, especially for my dad, you know, he, you know, he saw it firsthand. And not to, uh, not to uh, dismiss the importance of, because we know the psychological um, and, you know, survivors, all the stuff that comes along with post-traumatic stress uh, is, uh, cannot be, uh, understated did he but did he have any physical uh symptoms that that came afterward or was he lucky enough to avoid uh that element of of the disaster well i think the um the ptsd affected him greatly yeah and unfortunately in 2015 he had a stroke and you know that it was pretty severe and uh you know he has right side weakness and aphasia where you know it's trouble of communicating and um i believe that that's directly tied to you know what he went through mm. at you know at the world trade center and uh yeah you know it, it definitely it, it's really sad it's hard to hard to talk about but you know, he's still hanging in, you know, he's still watching, watching the game on his TV. And, uh, but, you know, it's also, it's one of those stories that, you know, like we, we don't hear the individual stories so often, you know, every year they, they read the names and, right. you know, we hear, we don't hear all the individual stories of, um, you know, all the first responders, the firefighters, the, the cops, the EMTs, and, uh, you know, um, these individual stories are, uh, you know, they can be heartbreaking, but, you know, it's, it's a window into, you know, just how, how greatly, uh, you know, that event impacted everything. So, you know, my dad's story is just one of, of many. Yes. And, uh, you know, so that's what I reflect on today is the stories we don't know. And uh, the stories we know, the people who, who lost their lives and, you know, it's, it's a lot to take in, but, you know, at least once a year we can, we can remember and, you know. Amen. And, and Pete, yeah. we, we can't thank you enough for giving us a little window into to your father's world and to Pete Mancini's um, experiences. And we're sending so much love, not only to him and you, your family, but all of your father's colleagues, all of those uh, victims, those who were lost, those who remain with us, all of those touched uh, by this event. And um, the one little bit of beauty is all of the people who came together, all of those first responders, all the people who helped. Um, mm-hmm. It's... it. it, it it's amazing in the hard times seeing uh, communities and people come together 
to get through these very traumatic and terrifying uh, moments. I want to touch on, I'm about to play Sirens and Ashes from your 2023 record this year, uh, volume one of the Commonwealth Sessions. Uh, Before I let you go, do you want to say a couple words about this track? Yeah, you know, um, so I have another song that directly references 9-11 called Madison Avenue Blues. Yes. And that came from spending a lot of time in that general area and reflecting on on it there. Um, And uh, this song was kind of more direct, um, just kind of a tribute to my dad. And um, it's a very direct song where you know, it kind of speaks for itself. So I'll let the song speak for itself, but this is for him. And uh, this was kind of the last thing I needed to say, musically anyway, about today. And uh, yeah, it's just, this this goes out to him. So, you know, thank you for having me on to talk about it a little bit. It's always a great discussion. So thank you for joining us. This one's for you, Pete Sr. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Pete Mancini. And so is this on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, on the 22nd anniversary of 9 11. Covered in ash We all saw it on the TV You heard the second crash You ran for your life When the towers came down I'm glad you made it home Never talked about that day The world was changed You stuck in place I wish I could have helped you That's the way it goes Another story No one knows
never talked about that day What was changed but you were stuck in place I wish I could have helped you That's the way it goes Another story No one knows Sirens and ashes No more running away I hope you know that we love you When memory fades Cause you'll always be a hero For showing up that day Pete Mancini, Sirens and Ashes from the Commonwealth Sessions, EP of 2023. Here's Tiny Cities Made of Ashes from Sunkill Moon's 2005 record, Tiny Cities. On WLIWFM. We're going down the road towards tiny cities made of ashes Gonna hit you on your face, gonna punch you in your glasses Oh no, just got a message, said yeah, hell is freezing over Got a phone call from the Lord, saying boy, go get a sweater right now So and drinking, 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 Coca, Coca, Cola. I can feel it rolling right on down, right on down my throat. As we're headed down the road towards tiny cities made of ashes, gonna get dressed up in plastic. Gonna shake hands with the masses, oh no Does anybody know a way that a body could get away? Does anybody know a way? We're going down the road towards tiny cities made of ashes Gonna hit you on your face Gonna punch you in your glasses Oh no, I'm wearing a shirt Says the world is my ashtray Oh, spawn dust in our heads Oh, great, just got a message Saying your hell is frozen over Got a phone call from the Lord Saying, boy, go get a sweater right now
feel it rolling right on down, right on down my throat. down the road towards tiny cities made of ashes. I'm gonna lay down in the bus where they coach you in molasses. Oh no. All right. Adding back in Ashes of American Flags from the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot record of 2002. Pete Mancini saying, interestingly enough, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot was supposed to come out on 9-11. They had to push it to 423, my birthday. So now we know. And I'm going to play Skywatcher's Rhythm of Ashes, then Ashes of American Flags. And then I, I got to see how much time I have left. Maybe no time. I wanted to get in this track, The Ashes, from uh, War Jacket's 2011 record, Live Like You're Going Home. Lots of secret tracks, so keep an eye out for the uh, playlist. WLIW.org slash radio. You know what? I'm going to have to hop over the Skywatchers then. I'm, I'm doing it so I can give you War Jacket before we leave this morning. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Wilco. You, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM. The cash machine is blue green for and a small service fee I could spend three dollars And sixty-three cents On Diet Coca-Cola And only cigarettes
to salute the ashes of American flags and all the falling leaves filling up shopping bags Leading you into the NPR news break with the ashes from War Jackets 2011 record, Live Like You're Going Home. You said I'd look 
Like a bull. 